This is Unplugged, 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 Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Unplugged. This is a continuation of a mini-series that um, is called How to Approach 2023 Through the Lens of the Word of God and Mysteries of the Kingdom of Heaven. In the previous episode, our emphasis and focus was on the pillars of truth. That in these last days, as you are seeing, truth is being challenged. The common theme, there's a, there's a common mantra that has started infecting everybody, which is leave your truth. But that is as far from the truth as you can be to say, leave your truth. And you have all these brands and everyone wants to be inclusive and the big companies and everyone, and everyone is posting and their new mantra, their new company mantra is leave your truth. We know that that's impossible because There is only one truth, the truth. Which is in the living word of God, the word of the living God. You can find that in the Holy Bible. And you may disagree. That's your opinion. But at least history shows that modern civilization is built on the ethics is built on Judeo-Christian ethics. Morality today and whatever you call the reason, the, 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 the confines, our, the, the rules that govern our engagements in modern society have been built on Judeo-Christian ethics. You go back to the Big Ten, thou shall not. Constitutions were built off of that. So identities were built off of that, off of the word of God. The living one, the God of the Bible, the creator of heaven and earth. So in 2023, as the scriptures have told us expect the pillars of truth to be shaken people are gonna try and disintegrate the foundation of truth across the board across the board how do you prepare yourself for that because even Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
he talks about some of the things that will that we will see in these last days he said people will be ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth so in the last episode we talked about how our generation the thing that is the its main enemy is we live in the age of information a knowledge but isn't it interesting that the apostle here paul says people will be ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of truth and there'll be some um repercussions for people denying the truth in second thessalonians it says because they did not have love for the truth god will give them over unto strong delusion he talks about and with this is second thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 it says and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this cause god shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Wow, look at that combination there. It says, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation. How do you get to salvation? Through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he goes on to say, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. So, that is what we're going to be dealing with in 2023 truth is going to be fought against it's going to get crazier and crazier and so be prepared be prepared be prepared it says in one of the other parts it says your salvation will come through the holy scriptures so the word of God has to be your lens of truth. It says the word of God is, pure, is, is, is sharper than any, is quick and powerful. This is from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says the word of God is quick 
and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, since I'm right here, let me just read it. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And this is the part that I, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want you to capture. And the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That the word of God is what you're going to have to use to discern your thoughts and the intents of your heart. But it's also going to be the lens through which you discern the thoughts that other people communicate to you and the intents of their heart. Because you have to remember that in the beginning, the fall of creation, every mess that you see today was because the foundation of truth was, was moved off, is because truth was moved off of its foundation by a simple statement like, did God really say? And Satan kept everything that um, he just said, did God say you can't eat of every tree, every fruit in the garden? And that's not what God had said. God had said you can eat of every tree, but of the tree, but of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right? And the serpent said unto the woman, um, <laughs> This is Genesis chapter 3. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Again, that is not what God had said. You see, Satan twisted the truth. Satan, Jesus calls Satan, he says he is the father of lies. Satan is the father of lies. Anything that is not true, Satan is the father of it. Jesus said he was a father, he was a liar from the beginning, he was a liar and murderer from the beginning. Satan is the father. Any lie that comes out, whether through you, through the media, through any other source of communication, Satan is the source. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. Man, God did not even say that. He said, Do not eat. He said, Do not eat. Where is that? Right here. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verses... Um, yeah. 
Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that they eat of it, you shall surely die. So where, where did Eve get all of these other extras? That you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it. So anyways, the touching part is not even the problem. That's, But this is how Satan countered it. He said, he just simply said, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Boom. There you go. For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Man. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Now, deception, the fundamental of truth, it was just a few words that were added. It was, you shall not surely die. Right? You shall not surely die. Again, that word, he, he used it, he took the sting, the harm out of it. You know, um... You shall not surely die. And then he gave a good reason. God knows that in the day they eat of this, your eyes shall be open. That is exactly what is happening right now, where people saying, leave your truth. You have people that have given their, themselves over to all manner of las lasciviousness. People practicing all manner and kind of religion people using their bodies for all kinds of satisfaction because we have told them because the enemy the liar the father of it has has just come in and said leave your truth you shall not surely die but then it's very interesting the media, they don't come to talk about the people who are regretting all of these things. These organizations where people do actually regret. Uh, there's a whole movement, people who regret um, sex changes. There's a whole bunch of them. It's not just one person. There's thousands of people, hundreds and thousands of people hundreds of people that you can find it on YouTube and you'll see their stories and they, you know, teenagers who come back and say, I made the wrong decision to change my gender, to change my sex, to try and change my, my, my body. But that is not captured. That is not captured. Um, that is not captured. 
that is not captured. So they want to do the same thing to teenagers, kids. We want to, we want them to grow up the little kids with no, you know, no rubric of morality because we're saying, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings and let them explore anything and everything. Um, in, in Canada, they do think that increasing, you know, making accessible uh, the drugs that have already plagued society and cause, you know, overdoses and people dying and addictions that they should be access to, to these lethal drugs. Um, scientists can still agree, you know, about should the side effects of the vaccine really be a point of concern for people? Should people, you know, be alerted that of all these things um, that's also being swept under the rug? Whatever aisle you stand on. The point being that 2023, expect truth across the board, whether it's morality, whether it's social ethics, whether it's the economy, just expect across the board that truth is going to be fought against. Because when you don't build a foundation, any foundation of society on truth, you have to maintain the lie. And you have to come up with another lie to cover up a lie. You have to come up with another policy to cover up to cover up the last policy, which was really for your own intention. Uh, right now, we want to tiptoe around people's emotions, around their feelings. Like no one wants to give people conviction, man. Like people, everybody's scared to say the truth because, like, well, you're gonna hurt someone. You know, they might go to their mommy and cry. They might go to their daddy and cry. They might go to the boss and report you, you know. So, man, we're just seeing people who three, four, five years from now, they're going to come back and they're going to say, why didn't you tell us? Right? So, just... What I'm trying to say is that I don't want you to spend too much time because one of the things that we fall we fall into this trap is we get caught up in the hoopla of the world. You know, with all the negative things happening, you see, he said, she said. And that causes you to, instead of building your fort of security around the word of God, you spend it trying to diagnose the symptoms that you see out there. So once you know going into 2023 that the pillars of truth are going to be shaken even further, that there's going to be more deception, there's going to be more he said, she said, I don't want you to waste too much time on that because the scriptures have already predicted that. You know, I don't want you to spend two hours listening to 
you know, newscasters going back and forth in a debate because for as long as someone's argument is not built on the word of God, just already consider that as not truth. So save your time, save your money, save your efforts, save your eyes, focus on other things because we have more, we have things to deal with. We have to know, okay, this is where the enemy is. Let me train. So don't spend too much time focused on, you know, in like gossipings and, and spending a whole bunch of time, you know, going back and forth, diagnosing every false report on the news. I mean, you don't have that time. You just don't have that time. These other ways, because the enemy wants you to be caught up in all of that. And then as you're doing that, you leave your back door open and then he'll come in. So going into this year, any reports that start coming out, expect that. Now, I, well, that's been about 20 minutes. Uh, that, that sounded like a soliloquy, but the theme the other subject that I want to touch on for 2023 is as a Christian, as a believer, or if you're listening to this and you're confused, man, like what is happening in the world is confusing you right now. And you're basically looking for shelter. You're looking for shelter for your, for your beliefs. You're looking for shelter for you're like, man, I, I'm, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't even know who to believe anymore. Basically, if you're looking to build your house, you want to build it on the sand. You want to build your house on the rock. You want to build your house on the rock. And you know what the word of God says that it's a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. You can use that across every and any industry. I mean, we will try to, you know, based on how much access and revelation the Lord will give me access to, I would love to touch on as many industries as I can. Um, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. The approach and angle that I want to take, um, that was just a recap of the last episode. I still felt that there was something on my heart to talk about truth. Just because that 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 is it, man. That is it. That is it. Truth is, man, you look at music and people think that and I used, I, 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 you know, I'm, I just want you to be convicted. I'm not condemning you because I've done this before. You know, people just having rough, derogatory music in their ears and exposing themselves to that 24-7 just to feel pumped up, to feel hype, you know, in the gyms, when they're exercising, when they're running, as they're doing work, and you don't know that 
those are seeds of corruption that get into the depths of your soul. And then you start acting in a certain manner and you don't know where that, you don't know why and where that is coming from, but it's simply the music that you've been feeding yourself with. You know, there's a lot of kingdom people, you know, people who are making, you know, hype music, you know, if you really want like hip hop, R&B and all of this house and indie or whatever, whatever it is, these musicians who are now making music like that for the kingdom of God, you know, they're keeping the style of that upbeatness. It's not all praise and worship, you know, something you can work out to something that, you know, can, you know, uplifting the spirits, you know, in a hype manner. And it's very interesting, by the way, that this is, man, I, I go down to the gym, I take my speaker, <laughs> and this is the kind of music that I play, this Christian music, and, um, but, you know, different genres. Sometimes I might have on, like, Christian hip-hop, and, and, or house, or EDM, whatever, just good good music that just really encourages feeds the soul you know it's not only gonna the problem with the other music is that okay it's gonna pump you up but man it's leaving a lot of death in your soul like i do this and i remember one time this lady came to me said man i like your music you should share that playlist with me i was like yeah it's christian music man the whole gym was bumping to it Everybody was having a great time. We're all working out. Everybody is hype. Everybody's, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're getting fed physically and spiritually. You know, it's not derogatory music. That's another thing that uh, our generation, people wondering where do these mental illnesses come from? Where? Do these rages come from? Where? Why is everybody mad? Why everybody angry? And all these things. But we forget that our consumption, our our consumption is just filthy. Man, our consumption is just filthy. Honestly, it's very hard for you to realize how filthy your consumption was until you start. You know, you don't you don't realize how bad your diet was until you get on a good diet. And they're like, man, I used to eat that. I used to listen to that. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You need to get on a good diet of entertainment. You need to get on a good diet of entertainment. Honestly, like, Guys, let's let's just be real about this. I mean, we're talking about the truth, right? Not all entertainment is good for us. And sometimes, you know, you watch a show, you put on a show on Netflix, and and like you really want it, like you're like the storyline is good, but man, there's just too much um, sexual. Uh, 
you know, too much sexual arousing in it. And it's hard to stay pure, man, when you're going to watch like a full season of that. And, man, it mess up your mind. It really does. It does mess up your mind. It does mess up your mind. It does mess up your mind because on one hand, like all these things, information. Like, do you realize that we are, the way human beings are wired, um, do you realize that the fall of man was because of a seeking of knowledge? The fall of all creation was because one person, two people, Adam and Eve. I don't put the blame all on Eve. I put it on Adam and Eve. Do you realize that it was all on one thing only? On seeking knowledge. On seeking knowledge. So we've been, we, we are beings that have been created to, to, to have this input of knowledge, right? Like we are consumers because God gave Adam and Eve access to every tree, every fruit. And he said, just don't touch that one. Don't eat of it. And just, that would be like giving you access to 99 things. And someone says, that one, just leave it for now. Don't mess with it. And because, and because we want, we've fallen into this trap of variety. We need variety. We need a hundred types of potato chips. We need 20 types of peanut butter. We need variety, 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 information. And it's been, ha it's been a challenge to, you know, when you have access to too many things, it becomes very easy to decide. You know, so this whole um, embeddedness in us to, because we're not independent. That's our construct. Human beings were created, so we are, we, we are three parts. There's three parts in us. We have a spirit. We are essentially a spirit being. But we have a soul and we live in a body. And since we are created out of someone, we have three inputs into us, right? We have three spheres that need satisfaction. The spirit man needs to be fed. The soul needs to be fed. 
the body needs to be fed. And that presents a challenge. Because you don't know what kind of diet to feed all of the three. You know? And some people don't want to acknowledge the spirit part of our existence, of our being. So they think everything is flesh and soul. That's also that's also the other problem that 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 that, that we are facing. So when you give people access, the scripture says the heart is wicked among all things. Who can know it? The wickedness of our hearts, you cannot get to the bottom of it it's it's like um it's unquenchable it's unquenchable so we have a we have a story of a guy in the bible called solomon king solomon i'm just going with the flow by the way this is not even <laughs> this is not what i really prepared as I, I did mention that. So if you really, yeah, if, if it does feel like I'm slowly picking out my words because I'm trying to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's a thing sometimes that sometimes you want to say something and sometimes the Lord says, no, 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 stay on this tangent. So um, let me stay on this tangent. Stick with me. Yeah, there's good stuff that's coming. Yeah, I, I want you to win. I want you to win, but I don't want you to miss out on the fundamentals. That's the other, that's the other problem we have as human beings, is that, and that's why I say that the problem is we rush technology. We rush pushing laws. You know, people would have had no problem if the government simply came out and said, you know what, guys? Um, typically, um, it takes about, you know, six, uh, I've forgotten the exact number. But something like, let's say, it takes X number of years to really uh, do, to run trials and tests on, on, let's say, a vaccine, right? But right now, we are kind of caught up in panic mode. We really feel like uh, if we come up with a vaccine as soon as possible, we can save people's lives and, and there could be some hazards. The truth of the matter is um, there could be some side effects, yada, 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 yada. Um, if so, but we do feel like this is our best solution at this time. Okay. And then they said something like, uh, so we're not going to 
pressure or force anyone to take it, but we do encourage you to take it. Uh, if you have no record of this, this and that, we encourage you to take it. I, I do not think people would have been offended, you know, to say, you know, if, if that's how the government came out, you know, that the problem, this is the issue. Man has gotten to this point where man thinks that man can solve man's problems. Man has eliminated God from the equation. So man has now been left to think independently. Government thinks government has all the answers. That's the problem. We've eliminated the spiritual side of things. We have eliminated the God factor. We've eliminated God from the equation. We want people to show up at work and not talk anything about their faith. Right? We've swept the most important part of our being and existence and why we're here. We've shut it out of the workplaces. We've shut it out of government. We've taken Bibles out of schools. We've, 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 we've closed one huge part of the most important part of our being. We've shut it out. We've, we have only left logic in every arena of decision-making. Yes, it's logical to say, leave your truth. Because once you say leave your truth, it makes you, it, it feels logical that you are being inclusive. But the truth is that in doing that, you're just giving people access to lasciviousness, people to experiment things, to do things that are going to harm them. So that's the problem of our society today. So we're living in an era of Babylon. Yeah, I just feel like the whole... <laughs> um, Okay, so we're living in an era of Babylon. We're living in the Babylonian system, the way the government functions. And you'll see that. We'll talk about this in the book of Daniel. You'll see that. So why do you need to look at 2023 through the lens of the word of God? Because we have eliminated the core foundation of truth, the truth out of every system, out of government, out of schools, out of politics, um, out of sports, out of everything. So the scripture talks about God resists the proud and gives more grace to the humble. Government officials thought that when you come and you say, we have all the answers, that somehow there's nothing wrong with a president standing up and saying, you know what? We don't have the answers. We're just trying our best. And there are some real concerns. There are some real concerns to what we're rolling out. But now all of that was suppressed. That it does not make you less of a man to say, I do not know. I'm still figuring it out. 
as a government, as a teacher, to say, you know what? We want to get, we want to find out the best solution for our citizens. There's some risks. Here's the risk. But for you to diminish all the risks factor, all the down, for you to downplay all the side effects of let's say the vaccine, since it's the elephant in the room, you know, it's just like if you want to talk about gender, I'm just talking about these things just to talk about some of the elephants in the room because we're talking about truth. These are some of the areas where there's a lot of tug of war right now. You know, to really tell people that, you know what? Sure, you, you, you don't feel like you're a man. These are the side effects. To, to only push one side and totally ignore hundreds of people who are regretting this, who have blogs, who have videos, who are talking about how horrible it has been for them. Families that have been destroyed because people were just given the wrong information. This is all Satan. This is all Satan. The truth is being challenged in every area of life. So the scripture says, God resists the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. We're not going to think of less of our scientists if they say, you know what? This is a doozy. We have to come up with a solution in two years or in six months, something that we've never been under pressure to do. So we're going to commit some errors. Please bear with us. You know, but to keep on pushing every side effect that people have documented and now those people putting labeling them as conspiracy theorists, as people who are crazy, it is not good. That is just not right. That is just not right. So we have we have this spirit of pride of wanting to be the smartest person in the room, of wanting to be Elon Musk and feel like you can solve every problem in the world so that you can be hailed. Oh, hail King King Musk. Oh, hail uh, Biden. Oh, hail Justin Trudeau. Oh, hail so-and-so. Because we want to walk around. Because that's that's what social media, that that's this whole thing of always wanting to be first place. You know? Of, we can't even appreciate athletes and say, you know, I appreciate Michael Jordan for who he was. I appreciate Kobe for who he was. I appreciate LeBron for who he for who he is. You know, but in, we have this spirit of competition. Everything, every good thing we try to put it against one another. So even in things that are supposed to be fun, people just can't. Everything is divided. We keep putting down one person's career to uplift another. There's a spirit of pride. Pride is what kicked Satan out of heaven. Because said, I will ascend to the most holy hill. I'll ascend above the stars and sit on the holy mount of God. These are all, this, everything that we see that is behind falsehood, that is behind deception, lies, is exactly who Satan was from the beginning. He was a liar, a murderer, a prideful person. So that has crept into our society. That is behind everything. 
So there's a selfish agenda to everything. We can't even agree on climate change. Because everything has, one camp says this, the other camp says that. Everyone has a selfish agenda. The people in authority have selfish agendas. So, that's why in this, in an age like this generation, in the age like we're in today, man, how do you discern all of these things? God gives us a way out, the word of God. The word of God will tell you, you will feel the, 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 the prompting. It will sharpen your inner gut. Because it says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For his spirit bears witness with our spirit. So as you continue to build your life through the lens of the word of God, as you approach everything through the lens of the word of God, you will have this inner sense. They'll say, no, that's wrong. You'll start to see through people. You'll start to see through people and you will be right. You won't need no person to be put on the stand to go in front of the Congress committee of, 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 of whether this was, you know, all these committees that are coming up and just waste time and people, listen, you will know the truth for yourself. Jesus said in John, and you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy word. When Jesus was about to depart, he prayed for his disciples and said, Lord, I pray that you sanctify them with thy word. Thy word is truth. This is in John chapter 17. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. John chapter 17. He says, this is Jesus' prayer. Wow. And now came I to thee, John chapter 17, verses 13. I'll start from there. You know what? This is so good. Let me just read all of this. Um, let me start from... Uh, let me go from verse 9. This is Jesus praying for his disciples. This is what he says. John chapter 17, the gospel of St. John chapter 17 from verse 9. We'll just read along. Jesus says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me. For they are thine. And all mine are thine. And thine are mine. And I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, 
and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast given me, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As you, as you sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, and that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Wow. I love this other part here. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and has loved me, even as you have loved, and has loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you have loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me, and I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. So, sanctify them through thy word, for thy word is truth. The point that I wanted to also emphasize here was this whole aspect of pride and we, we you know, in the scripture, the scripture talks about have no other gods. The first commandment of the Big Ten talks about idolatry. Thou shalt not have any other gods. It's from Exodus chapter 20. So I'll show you how idolatry has gotten us in the problem that we're in today. The Ten Commandments. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. There you go. That's the first commandment. It's about idolatry. And then, you know, it talks about some really other important things. Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. It talks about you'll not uh, you'll not take the Lord's name in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. Um, then you also have honor. Thy father and mother. Right now we don't have honor. That foundation has also been raptured. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is in thy neighbor's. So, idolatry, because people want to be hailed as the smartest person in the room, as the, you know, the best so-and-so, the best so-and-so, again, because we correlate, you know, if you have if you're able to have a million Instagram followers, a million Twitter followers, a million Facebook followers, all of this sounds like you've got, you know, the, the, you makes you feel like a powerhouse. So the problem is that people want to ascend to these places of idolatry, of being hailed as the most, you know, physically fit person, most beautiful person, most handsome person, most complete person, most complete perfect marriage, most complete cabinet. So let's say if the United States government, it, you know, it cannot relinquish that seat of, let's say, if let's say there's another suggestion or idea on how to solve a problem and it comes from another country, the leaders of that country will feel like, how dare this solution of such a magnitude come from a lesser country than us? So there's always this, these man wants to exalt themselves. So people want to be idols. People want to be the trendsetters of, of other people. So when they're in a situation where they don't have the answers, 
it's very easy for them not to speak truth because speaking the truth sometimes will make you feel weak. It takes vulnerability to come up as a president and say, we don't got it. As, as a pharmaceutical company say, you know what? We don't got it. This is tough. We are prone to making mistakes, you know, but because of greed, of money, of lust, of all these things, it's easy to, uh, to now start getting perpetrators in the media to, to, to call everybody that anybody right now, if you criticize anybody right now, you are either considered a conspiracy theorist or some type of fob, phobia or a hater or a bigot. So that's the problem. That is where we are right now is things like pride, lying. Why, uh, again, I'm trying to show you that we would not have thought less. We, we would not think less of our principals or teachers or scientists or engineers if they just tell us the truth. So the, 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 the problem now, when you draw the line back to Genesis, Satan gave them the same lie because Satan thought that his ranking of being one of God's top angels was not enough. He was one of the three cherubs. In fact, he's the most beautiful angel ever created. Adorned with all the gifts of musical talent. But he thought that that was not enough. He wanted to be the top dog. So Satan comes and tells them, he says, no, God just doesn't want you to know the full truth. He knows that if you eat of the tree, the fruit, you'll become wise. Again, how dare you, Adam and Eve, stay in a place where you don't have all the answers? You know, it takes humility to say, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Or to say, I'm trying to figure it out, but this is the best I got. We would not have all the messes that we're in of distrust. Now you can hardly trust any media outlet because everybody lying. So now people are stuck. People want to get informed. I saw this quote somewhere. Someone said, if you don't watch the news, you are not informed. But if you watch it, you are misinformed. You are misinformed. Truth, 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 truth. So you're gonna have to decide in 2023 and beyond when it gets crazier and crazier, whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? Well, I'll answer that for you. The scripture says, we shall believe the report of the Lord. We shall believe the word of God. That's the truth. That's what we're going with. Truth. That is where we're headed. So, 
a takeaway for you should be this. Remember, God resists the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. There's strength in humility. There's strength in saying, I don't know, but let me find out. Apply that at your workplace. And again, we've eliminated, um, let's talk about the job market, for instance. You keep seeing these funny memes on like um, like LinkedIn where people saying, a company will say, we're looking for a person with 10-year experience in this, this, and that. And they themselves, they haven't even been around for 10 years. You've only been around for three years and, and, you, and you're putting these high expectations out there that you need someone who has 20-year experience, 10 years in these, 10 years in that. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Again, what is the problem with this? So how do you expect the next crop of the workforce? Where do you expect people to get experience from? Whatever happened to learning on the job, man? You have all these people who have a hard posture to learn that are not being hired because they don't have tenure experience. Whatever happened to learning on the job? Isn't that what innovation is about? Isn't that what discovery is about? Everything we use today came out of someone's trials and errors. So we've lost that art of character. Character doesn't hold um, too much weight in society today. No. It's, it's very surprising. It's, I mean, it's not even surprising that when you look across the board, um, the people that we, we have put as our idols in the tech industry, in music, in movies, man, these people are fractured. Their character is just whack. They've got all sorts of problems in their personal lives. But again, we ignore that part. As long as someone is good to is good in academia, then we shoot them right up to the to the pedestal. You know. And Jesus' way of doing things is different. Because his man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart of man. Character does not hold any weight to be hired. We just want, are you smart? Do you know the facts? Do you know the figures? Can you discern data? 
you're hired. Do you have a good heart? Do you have three years less experience, but you have a good heart? It doesn't, doesn't matter. We're going to take this rascal. We're going to take this jack something. You know what I want to say? Would this be a curse word, Lord? Jackass? <laughs> We're going to hire this jackass. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> yeah. They've got all the experience. I mean, people are lying left center. We have politicians claiming that they went to schools and worked for companies they didn't work at. Why? Because someone wants to rush into the seat of politics, that seat of authority, to be the dispatcher of right, wrong, of regulation, rules, authority, uh, policy. Only to realize that when something comes sweeping across, like a pandemic, that businesses fall. Business models that were built on the sand. You know, because we want, we no longer want companies of substance. We want only billion dollar valuations. Again, this is going back to the whole thing of pride, wanting to be the best in class. So five years ago, an investor goes with a company, decides to put money in a company, which says it can make projections, let's say in five years time, it can be a billion dollar company, you know? Another company that, you know, is going to have modest returns says, you know what? We're not able to overshoot that far. Um, we'll probably be a company that's only worth about $500 million. But because the investor wants his portfolio to have the company that has a billion dollar companies, such that when you look at his portfolio, he only has B, 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 no M's, only B's, baby. No millionaires, only billionaires. He decides to invest money in an idea and COVID hits, that idea all turns to, yeah. S-H-I-T. You can read it out. I'll just spell the crosswords for you. So as a society, we missed out on investing in a company with good fundamentals, a company of truth, a company to solve, you know, problems that may not even be sexy problems. So that company was denied capital because we invested in this company because so-and-so, this is going to be the next trillion dollar company. It's going to be the next Apple. Again, this whole thing of best in class, we just want to be the idol. We want to be the fast. We want to be the fast. Like companies are competing against each other because we still think that we should have a superpower. 
right? <laughs> Man, and then you look at the humility of Jesus, the creator. Scripture says by him, all things were created. He comes down and says, the son of man has not come to be served, but to serve. He laid down his royalty and said, I'm going to take some 12 messed up dudes with no work experience. And I'm going to ride with them and I'm going to teach them the kingdom of heaven. But we don't have that today. I mean, that is gone, gone, gone. Right now, we're trying to choose, you know, intellect is the only thing that counts. You went to Harvard, in. Summa cum laude, in. So, with this picture in front of you of 2023 i think i've covered enough of all the messes that you are gonna run into i mean unless you want to talk about the economy inflation numbers gonna go down and it just keeps going up the feds increase the rates the federal banks um so what do you do what do you do? Like, how, how can you deal with all of this as a Christian? And if you're wondering, if you're out there and you're stuck and you're like, man, you need a place to hang your life on. I'm suggesting Jesus. That's who I'm selling you. How do you deal with all of this mess? I mean, where does victory come from? That's what we are going to try and uncover, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So, I think it was a good episode for us to now talk about the dirty stuff, the nasty stuff, the things that we're probably going to run into, more Russia, more inflation, you know, housing market going up, more he said, she said about the coronavirus, uh, the COVID vaccine and the side effects of the people who were, you know, being affected on that front. Um, gender equality, inclusiveness, um, job market, the economy being shaken more so all I'm saying is that you should now be used to, you should kind of expect, especially because of the biblical timeline, it says in, these, in the last days, perilous times will come. It is tough and hard times to deal with. So once again, we didn't get to it. But I promise you in the next episode, we shall start uncovering some mysteries that we have in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Things that we can build our houses upon. 
that will help us to deal with the things that 2023 is going to and will throw at you. It's very interesting. The scriptures, the one phrase that you see in the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, the most common phrase there is Jesus uses this phrase, he that overcomes, he that overcomes, he that overcomes, he that overcomes. It appears eight times. What was Jesus telling us? That this is a season of overcoming. If he was telling us it's a season of overcoming, it means there are things that are going to come our way that we are going to need to overcome. So I'll try my best to uncover some of the mysteries that we have in the kingdom of heaven that can help you and I to overcome. Once again, as always, this was unplugged. We hope this episode blessed your heart. Your host for today was Calvin Kavanda. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Sela. Thank you.